Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. I did, and I did, inverted. and inverted. And oh, I didn't notice yes, the inversion. Inverted, I did inverted. see dark. They were dark. I think oh, they were made. Cool. I think they were made blue, like blue, blue tinted, like, and yeah. tinted yeah. and inverted. Yeah. Did they do that the last episode or not? I don't believe I so. I don't believe so. They Just like I like I that shift, shift that shift into the mirror universe, into the mirror universe, universe changes all, all until we return. Until we as return. you can see, as you can see, I have no bow tie. I have no bow tie on. Oh, indeed. I'm in a but no I'm in a state of nature. State of nature. Ugh, so informal. So and yet informal. here we are. And yet here we are podcast. doing our podcast. As always. Forgive me. Forgive for my, me. On a for Friday. My casual my Friday, casual look. Friday look. But uh but we remain uh, in the mirror universe. Remain in the mirror so universe. I guess we should just run it down. Just run it down. Let's run it down. Okay. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Okay, so Terra Firma Part Two. We begin where ter- Terra Firma Part One left off in the Mirror Universe. And Giorgio has just christened the Karen, whatever. Karen. Yeah, fine, whatever. Uh, her new, uh, like, castle in the sky. But she knows that Michael is here to betray her. She has just delivered a speech and killed the assassin Samus who tried to kill her as she spoke and then and then people saluted her and Michael tried to run off and Giorgio and her compatriots Killy and Owo confronted her and they said you we know that you have done evil and Michael said you have to kill me then and Giorgio said oh I'm not going to kill you our future is unwritten let's enjoy it put her in the agonizer so that was the end of last episode beginning of this episode they throw her in the brig Hot words are exchanged. And then Giorgio orders Michael into the agonizer 
Michael's screaming. Love the agonizer. Evil. With the, the agonizer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The agonizer. He's like, I will kill you all. I will kill you all. And then just screaming, just wordless screaming. Um, although there's one notable thing. I mean, mostly they're just yelling about honor and so on and so forth. But Michael does warn of the coalition, quote, the coalition, which apparently is all the Tellarites and Klingons and, and Dorians and Romulans coming together to, to fight the Terran Empire. And I could never really figure it out if, like, that is the group with which she, Mirror Michael, and and Lorca are teaming up, or if they are using that to destabilize the Terran Empire in order to take over. But neither here nor there, because Michael says something about, like, we should put them on spits. It's pretty. It's very Terran. Spits, did you know? Oh, spits. Is that what you meant? Spits. Actual spits. Yeah, we should roast them on spits. She said something like that. Uh, in any case, they throw Michael in the, the agonizer. She starts screaming. Giorgio has a quick meeting with Captain Killy. And Killy's like, why is Michael still breathing air on my ship? And fair Giorgio question. says, oh, fair question. She is a traitor and should have been uh, executed. But I'm going to bring Michael back into the fold. And you are the most feared interrogator in the Terran fleet. So she gives Captain Killy free reign to break Michael Burnham and bring her back into the fold so they can root out all the other conspirators. Uh, and that's when we go to the the credits, which are blue and inverted. I believe they're upside down and left, left to right altered. So that's why I'm not wearing a bow tie. Anyway, that happens. Uh, and so then we, uh, it's uh, Michael being offered food in her cell, which he cavalierly smashes with her hand into the wall. She's like, I'm not going to eat. Until he's like, fine, I didn't think you'd be hungry. In any case, we'll have Culber force feed you soon enough. And uh, then they throw Michael into the agonizer. Uh, prepare yourself for a bit of profanity because right before Tilly hits the switch, Michael says, rot in hell, bitch. And my favorite Killy's loving that agonizer. Killy's face, the face that she made is probably my favorite face she's ever made. She makes like a... Mm. She has a wee smart. Mm, a little sad face. Mm. You rotten hell. And then hits the agonizer. <laughs> and uh, Michael screams in terror. Thus beginning a montage. Do, 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 do. It's Michael getting tortured. It's Michael refusing food. It's Georgia with a voiceover. Is there and a, Michael's is getting paler. I'm going to do some high kicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to do like a musical. With your keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my name is Captain Killy and I'm here to torture you. No, but... I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> I should uh, So anyway, it's a montage of Michael going into the agonizer, coming out of the agonizer, being offered less and less food. Like there's slightly less food on the second plate. And then the third plate's just a bun. And, you know, like then there's one that's just an apple. And Georgia's got this voiceover where she's like talking to Michael, but it's unclear what exactly is going on. At some point, Detmer arrives, who is Michael's, you know, uh, right hand man and she said and even though michael says they're listening detmer says i know but she says you've got to stay alive you're the best of us you've got to give in get yourself out of there you can't die and michael seems undecided but detmer does tell her that Lorca is still in the wind and he's probably not coming to save michael or to meet her again 
And remember that in the mirror universe, Michael and Lorca, in love. They're in love. Ooh, Lorca. Doesn't quite have the same. Oh, I have my love. Where's my... Hey, sit down. Mm-hmm. Have a fortune cookie. I'm hot. So, uh, what we find out with the the end of the voiceover is that it's Giorgio speaking to the unconscious Michael as she lies on her sleeping slab in the brig. And she basically says, like, um, you know, Michael can change because she has changed. Um, she says, she tells a story of how Michael, when she was a child, used to have night terrors and Georgia would have to hold her down, but then eventually would let her go and walk with her as she as she somnambulated out into a field of fireflies. And she would stay there until she calmed down and then go back to bed. And Giorgio has this memory of sort of being a mother to Michael. And she has one poignant line in which she says, I, she said, I was sorry when the night terror stopped. And then looking down on Michael, she says, perhaps they never did. Uh, but in any case, she says, all I wanted to do was share ruling the empire with you. And she leaves a jar of fireflies by Michael's head on the slab. Uh, once Georgia retreats, Michael wakes, sees the fireflies, gets up into a resigned position, reaches down and picks up a single slice of bread. That's all she's being offered at that point and begins to eat it. So in the next scene, a reformed Michael approaches in the throne room, approaches Giorgio, gets down on her knees, apologizes, says that she's she's ready to come back into the fold. Giorgio dismisses everybody and says, okay, you don't have to apologize to me. You have to prove yourself to our followers. And so I want you to go get Detmer. And to, in order to redeem yourselves, you're going to go hunt down all the conspirators, conspirators who worked with you and kill them. And don't return until you have succeeded. Right? Uh, so, then we get another sweet, sweet, uh, it's almost a montage. It really is just uh, Michael and Detmer um, killing Landry, but in elaborate and spectacular fashion. And so when Landry dies, I guess we get the impression that they chased down all these other conspirators, and that's basically the case. And so the next time we see them, Detmer and Michael are walking into the ready room, I guess? where Giorgio and Owo and Killy are having drinks, perhaps a light lunch, and Michael presents Landry's badge and the badges of all the others who were part of her conspiracy. And looking at Detmer and Michael, Giorgio says, is it done? And Michael says, it's done. And then Giorgio looks at Michael and says, Michael. And then Michael kills Detmer, the last person who was a co-conspirator. The last conspirator. The last conspirator. Or so we think. Or so we thought. Uh, but I guess that seals the deal for Giorgio, who's really, throughout this whole thing, is like really trying to repair her relationship with Michael because it seems like, you know, she knows she's dying. And I don't think she thinks that she's not dying at any point during this. So she's trying to prepare the Empire and Michael to rule it in a way that is better than simply by an iron fist because she doesn't want Michael to die you know, pointlessly. Uh, so the next scene is Giorgio and Michael dining, and we find out that some things have changed under the Emperor's watch. For example, Kelpians are no longer on the menu. Uh, and in order to sabotage the the coalition, instead of crushing them with, with martial might, Giorgio uh, used back channels to undermine their trust of each other and cause the coalition to sort of collapse. But uh, Giorgio is wondering if Michael still loves Lorca. 
She's like, do you know where Lorca is? And Michael doesn't know. She says, do you still love him? And Michael says, he never came for me. And Giorgio's like, well, that's not really an answer to the question. And Michael gives her another non-answer and basically saying, when I see him, I will be able to kill him. Right? And they so they're like, well, we need to find Lorca. And Michael says, well, he has a secret name for when he's doing his espionage stuff. He goes by the name of Vicar. So they begin to uh, to peruse the galaxy for messages to this vicar. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, Giorgio and her Kelpian, who is Saru, but who isn't Saru, I guess, because he probably was never given a name because he was like a slave food, basically. Um, they have a little discussion and Saru's sort of like, you know, are you troubled? And she's like, no, everything is unfolding as I want. I've only ever wanted to rule with Michael. And she says, you're going to stay with me instead of going back into her service. And Saru says, well, I, I wish I could, but the Vaharai, the Vaharai is upon me and I will have to leave you. And so Giorgio explains, quote, the Vaharai is not an end. Tells him to lock himself away and wait a few days. And when he comes out on the other side, he will see that he has changed forever. Uh, and uh, she tells, she encourages him that despite the fact that his sister and his parents were all called, that the way to avenge them is to pass through the Vaharai. Uh, so while he's doing that, she's saying she's going to make the Terran universe what it should be. And that's how she thinks she will survive. Uh, and then we're on the bridge. Things are moving fast. We find out this all takes place over the course of three months, but essentially they find a coded message being sent to Vicar. It's from someone named Duggan, who apparently works for Lorca, and it's being sent from the planet Ryza, the pleasure planet of Ryza, which I don't know if it's a pleasure planet in the mirror universe. Maybe it's the opposite. Ooh, a torture maybe it's the planet. Planet of pain. Ooh, the planet, planet of, of pain. pain. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sorry. Boy. I got carried no, away with right. that. I got, so did I. Yeah. Uh, so they go at maximum warp to intercept this vessel. Uh, Point of order, guess who's on the bridge? None other than non-cybernetic Commander Arium. Yes. So we briefly get to see Commander Arium in her in her Terran uniform at her post doing her thing, which is cool. Uh, it's Tilly's ship, so Tilly orders the maximum warp with so much attitude. And they get there. They find Duggan's ship. They disable it. They ask him where Lorca is. He won't respond. He says, making new friends. He says that the Klingons and the Romulans are going to join together. And then he says the Emperor is going to go down sooner than she thinks. So they destroy his ship and beam him directly to the brig. And Michael and Giorgio go to meet him. And Michael says, bring the honor guard. And she says, bring me Culber. And did you see Culber's red suit this time? Did you notice how his sleek red? It's like, ooh, blood red. Very fans. Defo fans. Uh... They get there. Duggan is very, uh, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I want to say? Uh, crude and impolite with the emperor. It doesn't matter because he says to the emperor, you shouldn't trust Michael. And Michael says, oh, you can trust me. And then she shoots and kills Duggan. She says, if I want you to. And then she and Culber and Arium turn their guns on Giorgio. So it was all a ruse. Michael was not reformed. No, instead, she intended to exact her revenge and take over the empire for herself. 
She says, there's only one way to rule, even though George just makes a plea. She says, I found a new way to rule. She says, there's only an iron fist and there is death. And, uh, George, and then Michael says, you never should have trusted me. And George responds, I never did. And in bursts Saru and another Kelpian and Owo and Killy and Pew 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 and Slash 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 and Bang 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 Michael and Giorgio jump into the cell behind the force field and start fighting with daggers and swords, right? And in the meantime, there is a much killing that goes on. I have written here. Saru kills Culber, Killy kills Arium, Owo kills Reese, everybody dies. Uh, meanwhile, Michael and Giorgio are fighting, we're talking, and Giorgio is trying to convince Michael that there is another way, but she, Michael says, this is who I've always been, and that Giorgio above anyone else should know that because Giorgio is who made Michael what she was. And then Giorgio kills Michael. So that happens, but Giorgio is also been mortally wounded she's been mortally wounded by michael stabbed through the shoulder into the lung maybe or something i don't know she's bleeding out slow but she's bleeding yeah she thank you james out. mason uh, uh, oh, thank, you. thank you james mason oh, emperor you've you've been mortally wounded emperor uh okay um i don't know why i'm making him so slobbery <laughs> emperor you you've been mortally wounded emperor um, okay, so now we're verging on hunchback of Notchback. We are getting a little, uh, yeah, it's getting a little weird. <laughs> so, uh, Saru runs in and he, he like is mourning that Giorgio is about to die. And Giorgio sees him and says, Oh, you passed through, you passed through the Vaharai. And Saru says, I passed through. And then Giorgio's voice echoes, You passed through, you passed through. And then suddenly we are back on the snow planet. And Carl is saying, she passed through. Because Giorgio went through the door. She's just on the other side of this stupid door on the ground in the snow. And Carl says, in his typical quippy fashion, you see, that's what you do with doors. (laughs) You pass through them. Well, 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 Carl. Uh, I'm just going to put my bow tie on because we're back in the prime universe and things feel, oh, look. Somebody left a bow tie right here next to me. Oh, <laughs> which one? Oh, I like yeah, your. It's on this pink and striper. Yes, pink and striper. Candy striper. <laughs> candy striper. Uh, so, to Michael, it seems like Giorgio hasn't been hasn't left at all. That she was unconscious for under a minute. Hmm. But when they consult her wristband given to her pointedly by Doctor Culber in order to monitor her, they find out that there are three months of bio data points in it. So what is truly going on? And then they both look up at Carl and say, who are you really? And he says, I am the guardian of forever. Rather, rather, ever, 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 ever. Forever, ever? Yes. Forever, ever. Oh, that feels good. That's a beautiful bow tie. Mm. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, I think... I I told myself to Google this, but I didn't. But I believe the Guardian of Forever is from the original series. He is, Or yes. it's something like that. It yeah, is, okay. Is. I yep. couldn't remember if it was like the Guardian of Tomorrow. Yes, so. OG. OG, the OG Guardian theory. of Forever. And uh, it's like a time portal. Let's you go back in time and fool around and stuff. But 
we can't spend too much time there. I guess we can. Why don't we finish the storyline before we jump to the other minutia? Basically, the Guardian explains that, like, yeah, he's uh, he is a portal, a time portal, essentially, and basically just hangs out and allows people to go back in time. And he's like, hey, go back in time and do whatever. Just don't screw things up or clean up your own mess. But apparently during the temporal war, people were killing each other in the past and they were using him to get through the past into the future. So he's been in hiding. Uh, so no one knows his location. However, the sphere data mixed with the relevant information from the modern Federation was able to suss it out. So the sphere data knew where the guardian of forever was. And he also explains that Georgia was sent through not to cure her because she's still suffering those weird attacks, but rather to be weighed. That is to find out whether she had been changed or learned anything from her time, not in the mirror universe, if there was a reason to save her, essentially. Uh, and even though she failed and killed Michael again, and the Empire probably was going to crumble into ruin and internecine warfare, he says, you know, you tried, which is important, and also you saved a Kelpian, and he says that Kelpian will help a lot of other people. And so he explains that Giorgio's a tough one, to figure out where to send her because she can be so dangerous, but he's got an idea. He's going to send her back to a time eyebrow movement when the prime and mirror universes are more in sync. And then he leaves and he says, you can go through the portal anytime you choose. Just step through. So Michael and Giorgio say their goodbyes. Uh, you know, they affirm their affection for one another. There's a hug. There are tears. They uh, exchange words. I believe at one point Michael says, you are my Giorgio, or rather what I feel for you is yours alone. And Giorgio says, I wish I had known that. And then Giorgio says, hey, you are, you have always been far more than you imagined, Michael. Basically telling her that Saru's done a great job as captain, but he's not the only one who deserves to be the captain of a starship. And then Giorgio steps through the time portal and is gone. The other part of the story, the teeny weensy peensy peensy part of the story, I don't know, uh, that takes place upon discovery is that uh, Adira and Stamets are still trying to figure out how to get information from the ship. Apparently they have the access codes, but they can't get any information because of maybe the distortion in the field. And uh, they're arguing about it. And Stamets is starting to, is allocating more power to their, signals so they can try to get more information which upsets reno who storms into the lab eating a like black raspberry twizzler or something like that i don't know mm. it was great it's a nice little Reno's cameo like, as we know that she's not exactly series regular uh well <laughs> i think in an interview i read that she's a series regular starting season four. Oh really i thought she didn't want That's to be i thought I, that was the whole conversation about her not wanting I to be thought that i read that I thought that I read that or heard that in an interview. I sent you, I sent you an interview. She didn't want to be. But was that as she's a series as regular? But she didn't want to recur every ep like. Oh, she's yes, yeah, she's a series regular, but she's mm. not a recurring character. Yes. She's not like a, a a main character. Yes, yeah, okay, great. We're in agreement. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, okay, so. There is an argument happening there, and and then they sort of explain what they're trying to do to Reno, who seems interested, but they also don't know how they're going to do it. And then in comes, cue up my slow jam, would you please? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I've read the entire field manual and also the tech manual. And I've realized you guys don't know you can amplify your subspace signals. Well, we have range extenders. It's emerald chain technology. And I'm about to hook you up. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's so well timed. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Book shows up and he's like, hey, here's this technology that couriers use as part of the Emerald Chain, and it allows you to amplify subspace, amplify signals within subspace, and allows them to start downloading information from the ship. Uh, and then, you know, all that stuff is happening down on the planet with Giorgio, but back on Disco, they finally contact Vance, because remember, Saru was like, let's not contact until we have any information. So Saru, Vance, and Book are talking, and they're sharing the information, but Vance seems a bit upset that they're using emerald chain technology because it seems dangerous. Seems like it could be, you know, kind of dangerous for their their one sort of ace in the hole to possibly be infiltrated by emerald chain technology. But Book assures him that it is safe and that he checked before he used it on his own ship. Uh, and then Book finds out that Michael's coming back alone, so he takes off. And Vance kind of hammers on Saru for not telling him information. He says, hey, if you're not focused, you just need to let me know. And Saru says, no, that's not what it was, sir. I just wanted to wait till we had info. And so Vance gives him the go-ahead to keep using the Emerald Chain technology, but to notify him as soon as any information comes to light about the ship stuck in the nebula. Uh, Some quick final scenes. Michael returns, embraces Book. She goes to visit Saru. Saru's like, is she dead? And Michael's like, hmm. He's like, so she's not coming back? And she's like, yeah. And so Saru says, she is deceased. And if you wouldn't mind playing, it's the heart. Yay! Emperor Giorgio, you were very mean. But as we saw in that final scene, everyone kind of loved you for it. You definitely got away with it because you did it with so much style. Also, you were like a mother slash sister to Michael who really needed guidance because she was all over the place. Am I right? You're right. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, you probably helped Tilly harden up. So, Emperor Philippa Giorgio with all the other names, you had faith the heart. All right. Well, <laughs> and then in the final scene, they have a wake and everyone toasts Giorgio and tells stories about her. The end. Woo! That was a bit live. Woo! Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Woo! That's right. You got <laughs> so enthusiastic. Hold it. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, there's no, I don't have any real crazy theories right now because we kind of delved in. wraps I mean, up quite nicely, isn't it? Lorca didn't show up, which is kind of heartbreaking, but whatever. Did you expect him to? You were you were hopeful, I was hoping I think. see him or something. I don't know. Uh, I guess the fact that he's still in the wind means that he could show up in something somewhere down the line. But at the very least, we now have our lead into the Giorgio, Giorgio, Giorgio verse. If they want to do that section 31 business, they've set it all up. Yes, because I was wondering how they were going to do that because they have, obviously have to get her out of the future back to the past. Yeah. But then she's now in the mirror universe, or is she now in the prime universe? Where'd she go? 
Well, we don't know. I guess the that's how, how Section 31 is yeah. going to start. He did say, like, you know, she was like, I don't want to go back to the mirror universe. And he said, who said anything about the mirror universe? I'm just going to send you back to a time when the universes were closer. So presumably he's sending her back to like, you know, section 31 it up. Maybe I had a couple, I guess I said no crazy theories and then immediately came up with the crazy theory just standing here that maybe they will. <laughs> what are you looking for? I'm looking for tinfoil time. Did you send it to me? No, I never sent it to you. Oh! I thought you did. Aki! That was too loud. I'm so sorry. A little bit. Jesus. Yeah. It really shouldn't have been that loud. Blew my fucking just ears off. sound off to work uh, better. Can you just so send that to me as a sound effect so I can protect my ears and the ears of our listeners? I guess so. I just need to record it. Jeez, anyway, oh. tin foil time. It's never done that before. Don't do it again. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I want to know what went wrong. Okay, so <laughs> we've had we're wait technical we're issues tonight, people. We're so sorry. Yeah. Well, everything's Ooh. gone wrong. Uh, it's the show that goes wrong. Hey, Aki and I have a thing. We like that. There's a TV show called the. Is it the show or the play that goes wrong? What's the TV show? Show, the show is the one that's called The Show That Goes, show that goes wrong, wrong, I think. Or yeah, the it's Gong, on Amazon. Goes wrong it's on show. Amazon Pride. It's on Amazon Prime. Please mm. check it out. There's lots of uh, British voices that Archie so likes many to imitate. British voices. Yes, yeah, so I can imitate them later. Yes. So I can imitate them later, can't I? Okay, so uh, I just thought that maybe if they really wanted to get crazy, they could send Giorgio back to, like, Picard season two time. They had that whole Section 31 thing in Season 1 of Picard. And I think the Romulan who was there died. The point that clearly the government doesn't want us to make is that Giorgio could go back to Season 2 Picard times because of the Section 31 crossover. And that would be like a pretty like good person to take over after that recent... They had that whole thing where they like were anti-Picard or whatever right then they have a whole like section 31 gone rogue infiltration part of Picard season one and so maybe they could bring Jojo back to sort of take over section 31 or maybe she comes I back I don't remember do they we need to rewatch that that could be the thing we do after discovery it might be I'd play the piano but it's probably too loud don't test uh, me no I will not test you so anyway that's <laughs> that's the crazy theory I just came up with. I don't know how crazy that is, but maybe if we rewatch Picard episode for episode, we'll see some clues. Uh, so anyway, uh, any, should we move on to quotable moments? Yes. Quotable moments. Uh, do you have any quotes that you would like to share? I have, I have a couple. Oh, well, I didn't catch the whole thing, but I, because I think just accents and whatever, but I, the, the mm -hmm. quote that I liked was um, Giorgio saying, you know, something about every parent. Why won't they just listen? Oh, wonderful. I wrote that one down because it's so good. Yes. Also, what a great tie-in. I didn't even think about this because it's not, no one's going to be excited about it, but you, and you should edit all of this out. I don't want to give you more work, but this ties into Hamlet and I'll tell no one why after the show. But Giorgio says, the origin of every parent, Michael, as I'd hoped you'd 
Oh, this is the origin of every parent, Michael, as I hoped you would learn someday. Why can't they just believe what I say? Why do they only learn from pain? That was it, Orizon? Orizon, yeah. What's it's like that? a prayer, a song of prayer, a lament. Uh, you know, ah, a that's what I was like, what, the, is, the what is an Orizon? I was like, mm-hmm. thought, I was like, Orizo is rice. Yeah, so. yeah. It is the Orizo of, it is the risotto of every parent, Michael, <laughs> as I hoped you'd learn one day. Um, <laughs> Anyway, there's a whole thing about Orizons in Hamlet and people to be or not to be and all that business. And, you know, that applies. Anyway, I also love that quote. That was pretty dope. I also enjoyed uh, the quote uh, Giorgio says to Saru when when he finds out about the Vaharai. She says, survive. That is how you honor them. Teach others what you know. That is how you avenge them. And Mm. then, yeah, right? Pretty, Pretty slick. And then finally, a little bit of equipery from Carl. Uh, when Michael says, I thought you said going through the door would help her. Carl responds, you can't just live in doorways. I don't know. I, that seemed profound. Yes, yeah, so that is rather profound. <laughs> That's something I might wind up saying to everyone all the time forever now. Uh, but that's all I've got for quotable moments. <laughs> I think that was plenty. I'm in rare form today. We're, you know, we're both having such form. a good night. Oh gosh, we're just nailing it. We're just nailing it, like up and down, smooth back. as oh, yeah, you know, sandpaper tonight. Quite, we're honestly. like experienced podcasters doing what they do best at home. With at this home. is this is what happens working from yeah. home. We we have yeah. to manage various things a peek behind the curtain dear watchers <laughs> okay i need uh, some gin after this i think that was, yes this i know let's, let's let's wrap oh, this wrap whole thing this, up it's let's about wrap time. this yeah. puppy up is it time uh, for uh next time it is time for next time next time on set phasers yes we're in the home stretch of the season. Not even the home stretch. It's like running from third to home. I guess that's the home stretch. The point is, the next episode we're watching is episode 11, which is entitled Mysteriously The Citadel. And uh, all that we saw in the next time on Star Trek Discovery was that looks like Michael and Culber and I forget who the third person is go down to a planet to figure out what's going on with the ship that's stuck in that uh, nebula and they maybe get left behind because the chain shows up and they're going to die of radiation poisoning. So pretty laid back episode is what my guess is. Totes. Yeah. Should be pretty easy. Yeah. So we'll be here next week. Uh, no matter what holiday you celebrate, we celebrate Star Trek Discovery. So thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the program, you can catch us every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live or as a podcast, which is uh, put up every Monday, wherever you get your podcast from. And please subscribe. Yes, please do. And give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of the show. We are, of course, on Facebook and Instagram at Set Phasers Podcast. So feel free to follow us and join in the conversation of all things Trek. All things Trek. And if you want to support us on our continuing mission to discover what Discovery has in store for us, you can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash setphasers. <sighs> wow. Anki, I think it's time. Let's yeah. let's wrap this puppy up. Computer okay. and program. <laughs>
No. Yes. <laughs> no. 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 No.